On today's Blue Bay Insights podcast, I'm joined from our Stanford office by senior analyst Mark Schohet to share his expertise on CLOs and the current market opportunity. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, Mark. Hi, Anna. It's great to be here. And uh, thank you for having me on the podcast today. So before we get into the details, could you give us a quick overview of what a CLO is? Sure. Uh, a CLO, uh, CLO stands for Collateralized Loan Obligation. It's a type of securitization transaction in which a pool of leveraged loans is aggregated together to form the collateral. And then the cash flows from those loans provide interest and principal payments to investors in the CLO vehicle. The assets typically are broadly syndicated, below investment grade, floating rate, first lien loans that sit atop a company's capital structure. Although there are some CLOs that have flexibility to add second liens or fixed rate nodes, uh, such as bonds. Um, investing in, in a CLO is just another way to access the loan market, but the real appeal and interest for investors is that the CLO has a number of different rated tranches that vary in risk and return profile. Could you give us an example of how a tranche works in practice? Yeah, so you have the AAA bond at the top of the capital structure, and that's number one in the priority of payments waterfall. The AAA bond will typically offer the lowest coupon, but it's the most liquid and as the most as as the and as the lowest risk part of the capital structure, it's the most uh, remote from default risk. Most AAAs are structured with 35 to 40 percent credit enhancement, which means that basically half of the collateral pool can default with zero recovery, um, and a AAA bond would would still would still not take a a principal loss due to other structural protections in the deal. So the amount of collateral losses that would need to be incurred is is actually substantially higher than 35-40% for a AAA bond to take a loss. Contrast that to the triple to the double B bond um, at the bottom of the capital structure. Uh, That bond is further down the priority of payments and it's more exposed to default risk but investors are compensated for this risk with a much higher spread in total return. And what differentiates a CLO from other securitized products? Yeah, that's a good question. The the main difference uh, is that a CLO is an actively managed vehicle by a collateral manager, um, which which, has a team of analysts. And this is different versus other securitized products that have an asset pool that's static in nature. So those assets cannot be traded or moved around uh, during different volatile market conditions. CLOs typically have a five-year reinvestment period where this asset manager can trade or reinvest principal prepayments or repayments into new loans during this time period. And the reinvestment period can be pretty powerful, particularly during a period of market dislocation. How big is the CLO market and what are the issuance expectations for this year? So the CLO market has, has really matured and grown in size over the past decade. In fact, in 2021, we passed the big $1 trillion uh, threshold. Uh, about 80% of that is in the U.S. and about 20% is in Europe. The market continues to see additional participants and new types of investors every year. And these investors are attracted to what the asset class has to offer. And we expect this continue and the market to continue to grow. On the issuance side, we saw record-breaking issuance in 2021, 
We had about $190 billion of new issue in the US, which just for context is about double what we saw in 2020 and about one and a half times what we saw in 2019. Europe also saw record-breaking issuance last year with about 45 billion euros in 2021, which compares to 25 billion in 2020 and 33 billion in 2019. And what's performance been like so far in 2022? So the primary market got off to a slower start this year, given the LIBOR SOFR transition in the U.S. and other kind of macro volatility that, that we've been seeing. Uh, this impacted both the U.S. and Euro primary markets and has added some uncertainty to spreads that can be obtained by collateral managers in the primary market. We're obviously seeing elevated geopolitical concerns as we speak here today, but ultimately we think that things will calm down and CLO issuance will be robust again in 2022, given that CLO equity investors have found ways to make the arbitrage work and floating rate assets are in demand, both in the loan space, which forms the collateral of these deals, and the CLO tranche space, as these tranches are floating rate, um, floating rate tranches. On the secondary side of things, CLO spreads have definitely leaked wider over the past couple of weeks, given broader macro concerns. CLO secondary prices are off a few points from the January highs, depending where, they, where the bond is situated in the capital structure and what the quality of the bond is, but generically it's been a couple of points. Uh, but we, again, we believe that these can be good buying opportunities and we continue to look cautiously and carefully at deploying capital here, both in the primary and secondary markets. Um, what would you say makes CLOs attractive in the current market environment? Yeah, a, a few factors. The first is that a CLO uh, assets and CLO liabilities are both floating rate in nature. So as interest rates rise, as inflation concerns permeate through the market, uh, these vehicles uh, benefit in a way that fixed, uh, fixed income instruments do not benefit. Secondly, the relative value between CLOs and similarly, similarly rated corporates uh, continues to be very attractive. Just to give a quick example, Triple B U.S. CLOs currently have a spread in the secondary markets of somewhere between 325 to 375 basis points versus triple B U.S. corporates are at about 150 basis points. So in our view, this is a very attractive spread premium that's more than compensating investors for credit risk that uh, is believed to be perceived in CLO tranches. And... Uh, particularly uh, attractive because there are very strong structural and collateral protections in the CELO vehicles, which I, which I mentioned pre previously. You know, we sometimes say that CLO investors are essentially being paid what's called a name premium, since in, in effect, they're, they're actually more shielded from credit risk than their corporate counterparts, um, given that the pools are diversified and there's these uh, uh, structural credit protections such as uh, credit enhancement and par subordinations and and uh, you know other other factors that I mentioned before, but you know CLO has a C an L and an O and it sounds like a C CDO which has two out of the two out of three of the same letters, and I think this scares some people off. But you know these two products are definitely not the same thing, and CLOs have have had tremendous success weathering weathering uh, difficult market conditions in the past. These factors are all pretty technical. How are the fundamentals? The fundamentals are positive for CLOs. Loan defaults 
have been at multi-year lows. They're forecasted to remain at low levels. Companies are in relatively healthy cash and leverage positions and uh, maturities are limited in the near term. So the backdrop of low default rates and, and rising interest rates, I think, is very supportive fundamentally for loans and for CLOs. And Mark, what do you see as the biggest risk for the asset class at the moment? I'd say the biggest risk for the CLO market would be a large risk-off credit event coupled with idiosyncratic credit issues within CLOs, particularly for some struggling companies or from, for secular decliners. And you know this could come about perhaps due to a tightening or a slowing economy. And you know this is a situation that would cross interest rate risk with credit risk. You know, most of the weakness we've seen in credit in the early part of 22 had been driven by inflation concerns and rising rates and a slowing economy. But as such, the, the, the CLO market had been fairly robust given the, the fact that it's a floating rate asset class. Um, it's actually held up remarkably well versus almost all other asset classes, including credit assets, given the demand for floating rate paper and record retail loan inflows we've seen in the U.S., you know, now with macroeconomic and geopolitical issues dominating headlines, CLO structures are CLO structures are being tested again, as they were when they successfully weathered the, the global financial crisis, the European sovereign debt crisis, and of course, most recently, the COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, I think this is another reason why we believe we'll continue to see new investors attracted to this asset class, given how well CLOs have weathered previous economic downturns. Mark, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your CLO expertise with us. Thanks, Anna. You're very welcome. It was, it was great to have this conversation with you. This podcast is issued by Blue Bay or one of its entities. Please check the entire Blue Bay disclaimer at the following website, www.bluebay.com forward slash podcast disclaimer. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended, nor should it be intended as investment, tax or legal advice. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell, nor is it a solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction. This podcast is not available for distribution in any jurisdiction where such distribution would be prohibited and is not aimed at such persons in those jurisdictions. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. Blue Bay is under no obligation to update the information in the podcast to reflect changes after the publication date. The information contained in this podcast is believed to be reliable, but Blue Bay cannot and does not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness or completeness. The document is intended only for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the Markets and Financial Instruments Directive or in the US by accredited investors as defined by the Securities Act of 1933 or qualified purchases as defined in the the Investment Company Act of 1940 as applicable and should not be relied upon by any other category of consumer. No part of this document may be reproduced, redistributed or passed on directly or indirectly to any other person, published in whole or in part for any purpose in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay or one of its entities. Copyright 2022.